Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. And we have yet again another big weekend of Football League and Premier League action to sink our teeth into. How are you doing, Tom? Doing great, mate. Really enjoying the, the season being back, to be honest with you. I'm still in that appreciation phase of having uh, our wonderful English divisions all back on a regular, consistent basis. I feel like I'm getting a bit greedy because I'm similar to you, but there was no midweek football this week. And I'm like, I feel like I need to be fed some more football. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I was having a look at the weekly schedule, right, to have a look what we could offer the profit chasers, seeing that there was no midweek football did leave a big gap in the schedule. I, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Yeah. It, I, I missed it. There was, what was there? There was... Um, the EFL trophy, but I, I'm not quite at those levels yet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, so we're going to go through the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two as ever. We're going to pick out our best bets from each of the divisions. Then we'll wrap it all up in the bomb-proof treble and we'll give you a recap of uh, last week's bomb-proof treble as well, which unfortunately did not win. Only conceded one goal. But uh, didn't score enough, did they, our teams? But we'll recap all that in full later in the show. Um, anything else, Tom? Or shall we go straight into the Premier League and what we fancy? Yeah, we'll go into the Premier League. And I'm going to start us off with a bit of a Hail Mary. Uh, but I think it's worth mentioning. I, I can see Luton getting something at Stamford Bridge on Friday night. Okay. To be honest with you. You've opened the pod on a big, big call today, haven't you? They're <laughs> not messing around today. No, I mean, Chelsea are a 1.2, the draw's 7, and Luton are 13.0. Massive outsiders. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see why Luton would go there with any fear, number one. Like, this isn't Arsenal, this isn't City, this is a team in transition. Maybe it's because it's on the Friday and I, I kind of want to have a bit of fun with some Friday night football. I was having a look at, at two things. Uh, number one was both teams to score yes, 2.1. Brighton, the top of the league. And Luton managed to score at the Amex. Yes, it was a penalty, but it was comfortably tucked away by Carlton Morris. Uh, it's 2.1. Chelsea definitely, you know, again, in that transition phase, can certainly see them getting some goals, but maybe letting one in at the other end too. Uh, and then the double chance is kind of fun. 4.33, draw or Luton. Stranger things have happened, mate. I think Friday night, if this is 1-1, there's obviously a big Chelsea inquest, but like it's not like we haven't seen a promoter team come up and, and get a surprise victory when a top six team is kind of on their knees. I, I don't think this would be as big of a shock as as people think. And uh, yeah, double chance, 4.33. I might have a very small tickle on 13s just because uh, that's very big. Okay. Um, I'm just looking through the markets whilst you're talking there and seeing if there's anything that I liked. The only thing really... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not I, I don't know. I don't think I'll be back in Luton on the nose or double chance personally, but... Um, I don't think they'll get battered. Uh, Luton plus three on the handicap is 1.44. So just a touch under one to two there. Um, so if you don't think Luton are going to get battered on Friday night, 
you could stick that in your accumulator and uh, maybe boost your odds a little bit ahead of Saturday. Um, that involves Luton to lose by two goals or less. Mm. And I think, you know, I'm a huge fan. I think Carlton Morris and Elijah Adebayo will both be Premier League players for the majority of their career. Um, Morris is six anytime. Adebayo is 6.5. I think if um, I think if Luton are going to score, it will come from one of those two. Okay, um, into Saturday's games then. I'm going to start off with the 12.30 Bournemouth against Spurs. On the nose, not bothered. I think there'll be both teams to score though in this particular game. Uh, the odds for that are 1.53. So the bookies agree, won't spend too long on it. Uh, Bournemouth, four out of the last five games have been both teams to score. And Spurs, eight of the last nine games have been both teams to score. That obviously covers pre-season as well for Spurs. Um the last two games that these two have played each other have been entertaining ones. They finished 3-2 on both occasions last season. So there's form in this fixture for plenty of goals. Uh, the teams themselves struggle to keep clean sheets but are capable of scoring. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, again, it'll be an entertaining one on the cards, but it's a short price. Let's get some extra value out of Arsenal and Fulham. Arsenal are priced at 1.2 in the they're the team I'm interested in, of course. Um, but we're going to boost that to evens, 2.0. We're going to go for Arsenal to win and both teams to score no. Um, mm. Brilliantly resilient from uh, Arsenal in their Monday night football win um, over Crystal Palace. Uh, nice clean sheet there. They did concede on uh, the opening day. Nottingham Forest did score a very nice counter-attacking goal. Um, this is coupled with the fact that Fulham have only scored one in their opening two games, and that was away at Everton, and that is ageing like milk because Everton are beyond bad at the moment. Uh, Bobby Reid with a, with a lovely taking goal, I must say. But, yeah, uh, I think Arsenal will win this, and they'll win this comfortably to nil. Uh, obviously, uh, Fulham with, with no Mitro and couple of other teething issues. I don't think they're anywhere near as strong as they are, um, as they were, sorry, last year. So, yeah, Arsenal to win, both teams to score. No, even money. I like it. Um, I was thinking, I wasn't going to talk about this game in particular this week, but I was just looking at the teams and the squads when I was doing my research. And I was thinking, now that Fulham have lost Mitrovic, looking at their squad, massively struggling for goals, aren't they? Massively. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I, I was looking at anyone and thinking they'd do well if anyone in that squad got 10. Never mind anymore. Yep. Aligned. So, yeah. Uh, recruitment needed for, for Fulham in an attacking sense, I think, in the absence of Mitrovic. Um, but the, what else have we got? Everton Wolves, I think it's worth touching on. I'm going to take a punt at a bigger price for Wolves at 3.2. You've touched on Everton and their sorry start to the season. They got. Um, Pretty badly beaten by Aston Villa last weekend, 4-0. Sean Dyche said he the subs that subbed every single player if he could have done. He was fuming <laughs> in his post-match interviews. Um, and rightly so, they were terrible. They've lost Calvert-Lewin again to injury, so again, they're going to be struggling from an attacking outlet. Um, and whilst Wolves, again, like Everton, have, have played two and lost two, and they also got put four past them by Brighton last weekend, I feel like I've seen... More from Wolves under Gary O'Neill to make me think that 
their chances are better this season than Everton. Um, and if they play like they did against Manchester United on opening day, they could certainly do better than their odds of 3.2 suggest here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this game's going to be horrible, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely rubbish. Um, all right, let's have a... I mean, you know, there's a theme this week with my research, and that's outsiders. Um, Nottingham Forest, they travelled to Manchester United this weekend, and basically it's a very similar blueprint to my Luton tip, but with a bit more... Uh, a bit more meat on the bones, and that's obviously reflected in the prices. Uh, so Forest are priced at 8.0 to go there and win. I'm not backing that, but I will be backing um, double chance for Forest, which is 3.4. Forest first half against Arsenal, sat in, barely got a kick. Um, yeah, basically just didn't really lay a finger on anybody. Second half, game state, of course, plays a part. They're 2-0 down. But they scored that brilliant uh, Awani goal. Uh, Awani has scored, what is it, Tom, in his last six games now? Six consecutive in the Premier. Six yeah. consecutive games. So, you know, uh, definitely uh, Forrest got a chance with a goal scorer like that. Uh, I think they'll play on the break. I think Man United will have to come on to Forrest. The crowd will demand that. And if Forrest can hold firm and uh, they'll play their probably five at the back, uh, their wing back, Tactics and look to spring, maybe Alanga against his former club, Johnson on the break, Awani on the break, Gibbs-White. I, I can see Forrest getting something here. It, it's a great time to play United. A little bit of uh, unrest, even though they beat Wolves, as you said, Tom. They got absolutely played off the bloody park, didn't they? Mm. Um, so, yeah, 3.4 for Forrest on a double chance. Um, yeah, I... I really like the the look of Forest to get something because I, I just don't see why they would go into this game kind of, you know, tails between legs or anything like that. Tewa Awani is 4.0 to score at any time for the Reds. That's nice. That's a nice price. I like that. Um, okay, moving into the next game for me then. Lots to talk about in the Prem this week, isn't there? Mm. Um, from a betting perspective. Brighton against West Ham is the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. This one, for me, looks like it should have goals in it. Uh, the bookies again agree. 1.61 is the price for both teams to score. Or alternatively, over 2.5 is 1.5. Um, both teams have scored in nine of the last 10 games for both Brighton and West Ham. So these two teams involved in lots of both teams to score games at the start of the Premier League season, across pre-season, and that even, I think, it extends slightly into the back end of last season. Um, similarly with West Ham, nine of the last 10 over 2.5. Brighton, five of the last seven over 2.5. So um, both teams struggling to keep clean sheets, but obviously have uh, very capable attacking talents in their squads. Um, I also didn't realise, which may be of interest to people, West Ham have got a shocking record against Brighton. Uh, they've not beaten them for 12 consecutive games. I didn't wow. quite realise it was that bad. Mm. 5.25 then for West Ham on the nose. Bloody <laughs> hell. That's big. Um, Tom, moving into Sunday, I mean, I had a look at every single market in the world to try and get with 
Man City away at Sheffield United, but I, I couldn't find a thing that was good value. I don't know about you. Uh, the only thing that I was kind of looking at is Man City half-time result, 1.57. But again, it's quite short, but but there should, be, there should be a couple clear at half-time, I think. Yeah, they're 1.16 to get the win on the nose. It's uh, not something I'm interested in. Uh, unless you've got something for Burnley Villa, I'm going to s- skip to Newcastle-Liverpool. No, go to uh, Newcastle Liverpool, mate, and round yeah. round up the Premier League. Awesome. So it it's a one point four four shout. <clears throat> so it's obviously not exactly lucrative, but I am going to be backing both teams to score. Um, Newcastle at home, just under Eddie Howe and under this project of consistently fan the back of the net. They've got so many threats, and you know they keep building, don't they? In the in the transfer market. They could have been a bit more, they could have shown me a bit more away at Man City. You know, not exactly um, the most potent performance from Newcastle, but it is the hardest game in the league. So we'll let them off with that. And we're going to be leaning more towards that 5-1 demolition of Villa. Now, Liverpool won't play anywhere near as bad as Villa on that day. Um, but I think that kind of level is definitely good for uh, Newcastle to get a goal at least. Isaac, his first kind of full, hopefully uninterrupted season uh, with injury. I'm expecting him to get close to 20 league goals this season. And Liverpool, uh, a 3-1 home win over Bournemouth. Great. But I'm actually going to lean into that Chelsea um, draw away from home. They were absolutely scintillating at times going forward. And that kind of Alexander, I mean, it's so top heavy. Like Sobersly, Alexander Arnold, Jota, Diaz, Nunes, Salah, like it's absolutely mad. And then you put in, you know, Robertson buccaneering down the left from fullback as well. It's actually that one one draw that gives me more confidence that Liverpool will find the back of the net. And uh, it's tight, but I'm really confident in both teams to score. Okay, cool. Um let's move into the championship then. I'll get us started, and I'm going to kind of bundle two tips into one little spiel, if I may, because, um, again, they're both quite short-priced, but my research, again, like yours, seems to be focusing on outsiders a lot of the time. Both teams to score, again, for me, is a, is another one in the um, Sunderland against Coventry game, or Coventry against Sunderland, if we're terming it correctly, because Coventry are the home side. 1.66 is the price for both teams to score, uh, Sunderland have had 10 consecutive games, both teams to score. That obviously extends across pre-season and the four competitive games they've played this season. Uh, they haven't kept a clean sheet for 13 consecutive games or one clean sheet in the last 18 games, spanning back into last season again there. But yeah, really struggling to keep clean sheets. Um, I think it'll be both teams to score. Yeah, Coventry 6 of the last 7 again themselves, both teams to score. So... A lot of form for it. Statistics look good there. And again, Southampton, I go on about it every week on the pod at the moment. They cannot keep a clean sheet. It is now 21 consecutive games since they last kept a clean sheet. Uh, Both teams to score in their match against QPR is 1.9. So that's quite a good price, really, for a team involved that that, um, hasn't kept a clean sheet for 21 games. 
the quality, I guess the question is, are QPR good enough to score past Southampton? But um, I think they can. I'm going to back anyone. I'm going to continue to back, back this trend until it ends. Uh, you probably could couple it up nicer with Southampton to win and both teams to score, which is 3.0, so 2 to 1. Uh, but yeah, also voting to score on its own, whatever you fancy. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to go to Norwich. Well, not to Norwich. They're actually in Huddersfield. So I'd say if I was reporting in the gantry for Soccer Saturday time, I'd say I was going to Huddersfield, right, mm. to report on the game. Yeah, so, well. yeah, 2.1 for... Honestly, I'm going to say probably the surprise package so far for me um, in Norwich. I I think I had them in 15th in yeah, my yeah. preseason predictions. I think most people had them maybe mid-table. Like I don't think anyone was really expecting much from this Norwich side. And they've been absolutely spectacular so far. Led by John Rowe, uh, an academy product who has had a lot of injury issues. Not many people have even heard of him until this season just because he's been so in the background. But he's scored in every game so far, four consecutive games he's scored. And they've got some of the, probably the best operating players in the league on current form. Uh, So that's exactly what Huddersfield do not want coming to town at the moment. Uh, They haven't won in the last four. They drew against Middlesbrough away. Which, sure, that's a positive step, but Middlesbrough also kind of in that, you know, um, kind of poor form category. Uh, and then before then, it was three consecutive defeats uh, Leicester, Middlesbrough again, and Plymouth. So a tough run of fixtures for uh, Huddersfield, and they are basically going to be facing a, a similar challenge here with the Canaries. And, and I think they're quite well priced at 2.1. I think. That might be a, if you don't back it, you might look back at five o'clock and kick yourself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is a decent one at over evens, isn't it? I agree. What's gone on with Huddersfield, though, this season? Um, ended the season so well, didn't they? Uh, to escape relegation under Warnock. He's there again for this season and nothing seems to be going right for them. Do you know really. what? Honestly, honestly, I think Neil Warnock is really good when he's back is against the wall and you say, listen, nobody expects this. The odds are against you. You've got 15 games, 10 games, 12 games. Like, no one thinks you can do this. And then he, that's when he can pull off his magic. But I think when you've got like a blank slate and you've got a 46-game season and there isn't that like short kind of firefighter schedule, I think maybe his messaging might just not be as strong. I don't mm. know. I'm not in the dressing room. I've I have no idea, but that's my theory from the outside looking in. He's he's good when he's got an impossible task to shoot for in a short space of time. Yeah. That's fair. Uh just one more for me in the championship that I want to touch on, then that's Ipswich at home to Leeds. Ipswich priced at 2.25. Uh, certainly not priced on form this game, is it? Because um, <laughs> Ipswich would be a fair bit shorter otherwise, I think. Um, Leeds, I'm still not convinced by. Uh, winless in their three championship games so far. Uh, draws against West Brom and Cardiff and a loss to Birmingham away from home. 
Ipswich, on the other hand, continue to keep on winning. We spoke about it, didn't we, last week? You mentioned the um, the winning run that they're on, or unbeaten run at least that they're on. Um, three clean sheets in the last three games, three wins in the championship from three games. Uh, yeah, they've, they've taken to the league like a duck to water. And whilst they continue to keep on winning and keep on playing well and keep on churning out these results against good opposition... I'm going to keep on backing them and uh, at 2.25 against the lead side, still finding the feet at the level. It could be a good bet again at over evens. Yes. And speaking of another good bet over evens, Tom, uh, I know you said you were done, but I want to squeeze in Stoke City. I think they're really well priced at 3.2 to go to the den and play Millwall. Gary Rower, your football is not very good, has been the recent chance from Millwall fans towards manager Gary Rowett, who has a bit of a reputation of doing well for a while and then kind of fading away and, you know, kind of the cycle getting a bit stale. Maybe that's happening to Millwall right now. I think on opening day, I mean, before the season, I think I had him in eighth, something like that, threatening the playoffs again. Classic Millwall. They went away to Middlesbrough, won 1-0. Now, that obviously, that result has not aged well because Middlesbrough haven't played that well. Um, then they lost 4-0 to Reading in the Cup. They lost 1-0 to Bristol City at home in the league in the last minute. And then they lost 3-1 against Norwich away. Uh, I just mentioned how well they're playing. And it feels like that the wheels are kind of falling off a little bit for Rowett at Millwall. It's early days in the season, yes, but this is not how they would have expected to start. And Stoke, Tom, finally might have shed their skin. And that kind of rotting corpse of a club tag that they had like might actually be washing away now. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they've won three of their four in all comps. So that's uh, um, one, sorry, one defeat in the league, two wins in the league and one in the cup. Um, they've scored goals in nearly every single game. They've scored in three of the four. They just didn't score away at Ipswich and that's proven to be a tough place to go. I think the good vibes are back at Stoke mm. and like, I like their team. Like when I have a look at their team, you know, Wesley from Villa up front, uh, Vidigal looks super exciting. You know, uh, Hoover looks great at fullback. And Daniel Johnson looks really good in midfield. And then they've got that kind of nice base that they've kind of come to uh, be known for. But it's all completely different players, really. Um, I like Stoke, and I think they can go there and win. And I thought three point two was way too generous. Yeah. Yeah, I like the price, I agree. I didn't really kind of miss that one, to be honest, when I was doing my research. Um, but that is why you're here, I guess, um, <laughs> to <laughs> compliment each other well and you fill in those gaps. <laughs> mm. um, no, that's good. Uh, let's move into the champion. No, we've just done the championship. Let's move into League One, sorry. Um, I'll get us started with Wigan at home to Barnsley. 2.25 is the price for Wigan to continue their ascent up the league table, making a yeah the points deductions a thing of the past now. They're on positive points. They're on two points. They're out of the relegation zone. 
They've won three of their four games they've played so far, drawing the other one. Really impressive uh, have been Wigan. They've beaten Derby away. Uh, they've beaten Bolton away. So beaten two top sides in this division already away from home. Um, and they're at home this weekend against the Barnsley side who seem to have had a splurge of goals on opening day when they beat Port Vale 7-0, then been crap since. Mm. Um, not entirely sure what's gone off with Barnsley, but yeah, since that opening day 7-0 win over Port Vale, they've lost three and drew one of their um, competitive fixtures. So yeah, this Barnsley side is struggling. Doesn't seem to be any signs of it turning around. They've conceded three goals in the last two games, and that was against Oxford and Peterborough. And uh, yeah, we're going firing all cylinders on a good run of form, a good price to uh, inflict another defeat on Barnsley here. Let's talk about another kind of confusing team here. Um, we're going against Charlton Athletic, a team that did quite a bit in the summer and I think a lot of people got quite excited and so did Oxford and a lot of people got excited by them as well and the fortunes are completely drastic. Um, we've got Oxford, the home side here. Uh, they are fourth in the league. They're priced at 1.85 and then we've got Charlton, the visitors. They are in 18th and they are priced at, sorry, where's that gone? 3.8. Big outsiders. We're going for Oxford. Three wins in a row. Uh, 1-0 win in the league at home against Carlisle. That's pretty expected, I think. But two away wins, Tom. Now, how good are these two on paper compared to how good are they in real life and in their current guise? I'm not 100% sure. But a 2-1 win away at Derby and a 3-1 win away at Barnsley for Oxford, that's impressive stuff. It really is. Uh, and then we look on the other side with Charlton. So far, they've lost to Newport County in the Cup, Bristol Rovers, Port Vale and Peterborough. So far, they've only won one game. That was a 1-0 win against Leighton Orient. That, of course, being their only clean sheet as well so far this season. I I'd love a little bit more than 1.85, but I am really confident that that one will come in. Hmm. Yeah, looks a good one. Um, are you excited, Tom? I'm always excited when I'm talking yeah. to you. <laughs> Don't ask why. But no, um, Peterborough are above evens. I remember last week on the pod, you said you always get excited. When when you see the posh above evens for a match, you get excited. So yes. yeah, let's get excited this weekend because they're 2.55 to win at home against Derby County. Uh, this is a Derby side who... Like we've touched on, we've already mentioned a few teams that have beaten Derby in our previous tips. Been very unconvincing so far this season uh, in the league. Played for one, two, lost two. Uh, plenty of discontent on on the Derby Twitter timelines. It seems about Paul Warren and his tactics and the way they're playing um, and the lack of goal threat. Uh, but they're going away to Peterborough side, who generally have started pretty well. Um, lost to Northampton last weekend aside. Uh, won four games prior to that, so three in the league, one in the cup. Um, so, yeah, back at home, where they generally play best uh, historically, I think 
if Derby having another off day, Peterborough could well and truly put into the sword here because they're the kind of side who could could batter a team on their day, Peterborough, and score three, four. But yeah, Derby really need to be at it to get anything out of this game, I feel. And 2.55 is a generous price for Peterborough. It is, Tom. You took it off my list, boy. Um Let me entertain you. Da, da, da. Port Vale. Robbie Williams, Port Vale are at home to Carlisle United this weekend. Port Vale, 1.8. It's bloody tight. Uh, Carlisle. On this weekend, Port Vale. Sorry? Shortest price in League One this weekend. Oof, look at me. That was me thinking I've found like a good solid winner that no one's talking about, and you you've just gone and ruined it with that stat. <laughs> um, Carlisle, a 4.5. So, and for good reason. I, I think, you know, I, I like Carlisle, and I, I, you know, I'm kind of rooting for them this season. They're a small team in a tough spot to get players to go and play and you know they've got promoted against the odds and yeah it's, it's just a good story but let's be honest they are struggling um in the league so far they've only managed uh, two points two draws two losses from their opening four so waiting for that first win and yeah tom i'm gonna do the classic if you told me after port vale lost seven nil I'd be backing them three weeks later. I'd think you were crazy. But here we are. Um, they've responded brilliantly, haven't they? They beat Fleetwood in the Cup. They beat Reading at home in the league. Drew away to Blackpool, which is a really good result. And they beat Charlton away. So they're, they're back at home. And uh, yeah, Port Vale, for me, a team that you know is showing signs of life when they looked completely dead and buried. Um, line still led by James Wilson um, Funso Ojo in midfield is very exciting and is catching the eye and uh, Connor Grant as well a uh, summer addition from Plymouth has slotted in beautifully and uh, is, is playing some really good stuff at the moment so yeah Port Vale for me they are priced at 1.8 Okay and for my um, I wouldn't have believed you if you told me this at the start of the season that Cambridge United will be top after four games. Whoa! Um, they're, t- they're 2.9 to get a victory this weekend away at Leighton Orient. And I think it's worth talking about because it's a big price. They're, they're fairly big outsiders here. Leighton Orient, 2.37, the home side to get the win. But yeah, Cambridge, you know, if... <laughs> I feel like I'm joining them now um, until things maybe take a turn for the worse. But mm. yeah, we're on a good run. Let's jump on board. Um, Leighton Orient, no wins in 14 consecutive games. We've spoken about this rot that seems to have set in there um, following their promotion. Um, I just think, yeah, like this Leighton Orient side, I can't go anywhere near. They got a creditable 0-0 against Blackpool last weekend, which is by far their best result of the season. But they're still not scoring goals. Um, they've only scored goals in one game so far this season. That's league and cup. So lots of blanks there. Um, lots of losses, lots of blanks. And Cambridge, like I say, just, just riding high. Beating Bristol Rovers, beating Fleetwood, beating Oxford. All to nil. Um, and at 2.9, there are much, much worse shots this week at nearly 2-1. to one. 
into League Two then. Yep, yeah, you happy to go to League Two? Yeah. Well, we'll start with the best team in the entire English football pyramid mm. at the moment, Gillingham. Uh, they're at home to Colchester and they are priced at 1.8 to get the victory. Um, and this may well age really badly. But, you know, if you said to me, Tom, who is the, the one team that you'd put your house on winning this weekend? It would be Gillingham for me. Um, 1.8 is a is a nice price, I think, for that. They're at home to Colchester. And we've got top versus bottom. 100% win record versus 100% lose record. Hmm. What can go wrong here? Hmm. <laughs> Gillingham have uh, won all four games that they've played in the league this season. They've won them all 1-0. Uh, Colchester have played three and they've lost three um, to Bradford, Wimbledon and MK Dons. So they've not had the easiest of starts, to be fair to them. But um, yeah, no wins. Gillingham, no goals conceded, four wins on the board, plus that EFL Cup win against Southampton. Uh, Gillingham to win to nil again is 2.62. Gillingham to record another 1-0 victory is 5.5. Bloody exciting that, isn't it? Eh? It is. Up, up the jills. Yes, I love, love it. Love to see it. Uh, I, I, To be honest with you, I know you're going to read um, a game out, Tom, that I also agree with, which leaves me, honestly, with only one other game that I like in League 2, to be honest with you. Uh, it's MK Dons. They're priced at 1.75. I wish it was more. Um. Basically, I watched the Wrexham MK Dons game live uh, on opening day, and it's left an impression on me. MK Dons winning 5-3 on the day. I immediately went and backed (laughs) Mo Isa and um, Jonathan Lecco to be the League 2 top goal scorers because I was that excited about what I saw. since then, it's been 50% good, 50% bad. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. So, MK Dons lost against Wickham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, then they responded with a home win against Tranmere. They responded to that with a 2-1 defeat away at Crawley. They responded to that with a 3-2 win away at Colchester. So, yeah, hard to put your pull, uh, finger on the pulse here with MK but Doncaster, you can definitely put your finger on the pulse. They are second from bottom, and they are all at sea, really. Um, they've been pretty dreadful for since the season started. They've yielded one point in the league. Uh, that was a draw against Mansfield at home, which is pretty creditable, but came up against Notts County last time out. A, a promotion favourite, a team deemed to be on the same level as MK Dons with similar aspirations and lost 3-1. And by all accounts, and from the highlights I watched, it was an absolute cruise for Notts County. So, yeah, 1.75, little short, but I think we're going to be uh, back in MK on Saturday. Okay, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, well, if you've got nothing else, here's a part where I take over the podcast then. Yeah, yeah, but please, welcome to the I've Tom Pipkin show. I've got a few show. more on my list that I like the look of. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to tell you why I disagree. No, no, you won't. No, you won't. I'll convince you here. So um, we'll start off with the both teams to score 
in the game between Bradford and Crewe. Um, Bradford yet to keep a clean sheet in their five competitive games they've played so far, so no clean sheets in the league and none in the cup either. Uh, Crewe, whenever they play, entertainment follows. Their four games in the league this season, 2-2, If we just look back as well into last season, at the very back end of last season, Crew's games, the last couple, 2-2, 3-2, So they have this mad high-scoring games at the back end of last season. It's carried through into the start of this season and uh, at 1.8 for both teams to score in this game between Bradford and Crewe. I like the look of that. Disagree? No. I was thinking, I was just listening to what you said. I think it's just a case of maybe you went a bit deeper on that one. So, no, I'm okay. Um, And then the other both teams to score that I like is in the game between Barrow and Wrexham. That is 1.72, basically just based on the fact that Wrexham don't keep clean sheets, like I think I mentioned last week on the pod. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't go against you know, I've got I've got to go for both teams to score when one of the teams involved, which is Wrexham, have conceded five twice in four league matches already this season. And then in between that, they conceded against Wimbledon and then conceded two to Walsall as well. So look, they've played four games in the league. They've conceded 13 goals at an average of over three a game. Um, and this Barrow side playing at home, who has started well, they're in sixth in the league, won two, drawn one, lost one from their four games, are more than capable of getting at least a goal against Wrexham. Yep, agreed again. You went deeper than me on that one, and, and credit to you. <laughs> and then the last thing, which oh, is... Oh, bloody what, hell. Well, this is what you touched on earlier when you um, you gave you a little bit before you uh, mentioned MK Dons. The final tip of the podcast this week is AFC Wimbledon at home to Forest Green Rovers, priced at 1.9. Um AFC Wimbledon, no, no losses in 10 consecutive games. That's obviously spanning pre-season as well. But they started the league season really well. Two wins, two draws. They've only conceded one goal from those four games as well. Um, they beat Sutton, they beat Colchester, they drew with Grimsby, drew with Wrexham. Uh, and they also knocked off Coventry in the EFL Trophy as well. So a really good result there for them. Um, so back at home this weekend against Forest Green. Settled into life at League Two level really poorly. They've lost three of their four games, struggling to score goals. Uh, They've only scored two goals across those four games. Struggling with discipline as well. They've had a red card in the last two games. So need to sort that out. But yeah, Mm. tough times for Forest Green. Uh, Things are looking up for Wimbledon after a few seasons. Yeah, it's not not been pretty, has it? Especially, uh, you know, that Johnny Jackson transition went very unsmooth, very lumpy, I would say. Uh, okay, cool. Are, are you finished the Tom Pipkin show? Yeah, the Tom Pipkin show is now finished yeah. for another week. Uh, let's recap last week's bomb-proof treble, shall we, and uh, give everybody this week's treble. Yeah, um, kind of funny that 
the show before the last one, we bagged a 8.97 treble without any of our teams conceding. And then we followed that up with a 3.86 loser, uh, which which uh, maybe should have been the other way around in theory. But, uh, yeah, we had Blackpool and Pompey. Both of them drew nil-nil. But we did have Leicester. They beat Cardiff 2-1. But, uh, yeah, not a great showing from from Blackpool in particular. And I thought Pompey, that would be the toughest leg. So I'm not 100% surprised it let us down. But, uh, yeah, Blackpool in particular, I thought uh, thought they'd be good for it. But, anyway... We're only, uh, what is this, week four of the pod? So plenty of opportunities to turn it around and get back to that 8.97 height. Yeah, we're going to get close this weekend um, with the price of the treble that we're going for. Uh, We're going to go for Wigan in League One at home to Barnsley. Then in League Two, we're going to go for Gillingham at home to Colchester and AFC Wimbledon at home to Forest green so that treble pays 8.49 so very close to our uh, our treble we hit the other week 10 pounds on this one will pay you 84 pounds 90 back love it absolutely love it i was saying tom to you uh, whilst we were picking this potentially a first ever treble for afc wimbledon yes potentially. yes so welcome to the treble wimbledon don't let us down, otherwise we probably won't see you again for another mm. two years. Correct. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So gamble responsibly, everybody. Please put your own research into the tips. If you're going to back the treble, that's great. We appreciate the faith, but just make sure you do your due diligence and uh, make sure you don't gamble more than you can afford to lose. Make sure you uh, stay in your lane. So. Let's move into fancy football then. We'll do a, a little bit of an update for the Premier League table. Where are you, Tom? Hmm. Uh, I'm doing okay, to be fair. Uh, 133rd. So Ooh. I've got the, the lovely green arrow. Yeah, nice. There's 330 teams in the league. Uh, I've got a green arrow, but I'm 242nd. Well, I progress is progress. It's true. I'm just crap at this, honestly. <laughs> I just, just crap. Um, yeah. So we'll read out the top ten. Um, so in reverse order, we've got Lawrence, Brett, David, Gecko, Stephen Kelly, Ari, Nugraha, Jordan Turner, Sean McCarthy, Kevin Taylor, Andrew Jones, Craig Harris, and Ross McCorkwardale. I think. I think it's fair to say that Ross and Craig actually are joint top. I think it's fair to say. Hopefully uh, Ross stays at the top for a number of weeks yet so you can continue to struggle (laughs) pronouncing his name. (laughs) If if you're listening, Ross, please send us a tweet at T underscore FB podcast with how to phonetically pronounce your name. That'd be be great. Uh, But yeah, you can join the league. So if you have a team with the fancy Premier League um, website, the official one. You can join our league and you'll join it your rightful spot. You're not going to be lumped at the bottom. And if you don't have a team, and you you could probably overtake me, even though I've had three or two game weeks on you. So feel free to get involved. T underscore FB podcast 
and I will send out uh, the code if you get in touch with us uh, via DM. And uh, yeah, just in general, be great if we could get a follow on Twitter. Um, Tom, I don't know if your phone was popping off this week, but I think we got about 50 followers in a week for some reason. Did we? Are they, yeah. are they good, good followers? Are they like Chinese porn bots again? No, no, no. The porn bot revolution. <laughs> I was absolutely reveling in the porn bot revolution when we got about 100 followers in a week. But uh, these seem like real people, which is great. Nice, nice. That's good to see. Good to see. Um, credit to, to your content that you're putting out, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, please do follow us on Twitter. And also, if you have enjoyed the pod, uh, let people know about it. And also, if you've got time, leave us a rating or review wherever you, you listen to your uh, podcast. That'll help us with all the algorithms and all that. Um, and if you are listening to the pod and you want to sponsor us, we're all ears to that as well. So uh, please do get in touch in terms of uh, sponsorship too if anyone out there has any interest in sponsoring the pod. Mm. Okay. Well, throbbing docket ahead of us, Tom. Very exciting times. It is indeed. I'm, I'm full of confidence for this weekend. I think it's going to be a profitable one mm. uh, for everybody. It's a good, it's a good docket. It's a good docket. It is. Well, enjoy, guys, and we'll see you again same time next week. <laughs>